I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Tom Lucy Plus One, the podcast. For those of you who don't know, my name is Tom Lucy. I'm a comedian. I'm 21 years old. And this is a a podcast where I chat to different people from the world of entertainment. And this week I'm talking to Wayne Sleep. Uh, Wayne Sleep is a very well-known dancer and TV personality and has had a hell of a life and we we had a great chat he invited me over to his office in London's Covent Garden and uh, we had a cup of tea and he told me stories from his showbiz filled life so I think you're going to really enjoy this one without any further ado this is Wayne Sleep Like fifties, I'll cover all that. <laughs> we had to because look, I've been doing my stores. It's a very flowery shirt you've got. I know, hey. Yeah. 
I had to wear flowers for Andrew Lloyd Webber's 70th birthday. Is that what it was for? Yeah. When was he 70? This year, just now. When was it? He took over his own theatre for a night. Really? Have we started? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, Andrew's 70 this year, so am I. Yeah. And Andrew took over the Drury Lane Theatre, which he owns. Just round the corner. Just round the corner. Very, yeah. very easy to get to. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, Instead of taking the stalls out, he gave 42nd Street a night off. Yeah. You know. And he had a birthday party in the theatre. Yes. That's amazing. How many people were there? Oh, I don't know. Loads. What, did, what all sitting in the seats? Or did no. Did he take all the seats out? No. Just... He put a floor over the seats. Oh, my wow. That's Clever. amazing. Well, it's easier, isn't it? When you think about it. But whoever thought of that was brilliant. And did he have people performing? There was a sort of... It wasn't too long. It was very good. Yeah. Um, he had people from School of Rock, but they were with people singing Phantom at the same time as this huge <laughs> electric guitar going... Yeah, 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 I'm the Phantom of the Opera. And it yeah. got higher and higher and higher, and it was very <laughs> orgasmic and very crazy and wonderful. And it was different. It wasn't all tributey yeah. stuff, you know. It was very good indeed. That was very cool. Mm-hmm. How long have you known uh, And his wife did it for him, Madeline. She organised the whole thing? Yes, fantastic. Wow. Well done, Madeline. Was it a surprise? What, how to? I, mean, I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, how can you keep really the a surprise when That's you own it? <laughs> yourself. Yourself. We've rented out a West End theatre for you. That's well, amazing. I'm sure he looks at the books occasionally to see what's going on. <laughs> and then invited people from all West End shows later on, but I'd already gone by then. Yeah. How long have you known Andrew Lloyd Webber for? Oh, blimey. Since, excuse me, I'm eating with my mouth full. That's OK. We've interrupted Wayne's lunch here. Yes, well, it's sort of, it's a bit of Marks and Sparks with a <laughs> bit of mayonnaise. Fine, fine, fine. That's fine. OK, so it is. You led it, won't you? Yes, yeah. And no. <laughs> <laughs> God for that. I ramble on and no, on. No, I like the bit about you explaining what the lunch is. I think that's good. All right, all but good anyway, so I've known Andrew down, what was it? It was, must have been 1980. Wow. Yes, that's right. When I did a little show called Dash, which was my own show, I um, was doing it sort of like I'd got a bit of leave of absence. Yeah. And um, I was just getting tired of all the roles I had at Covent Garden. Yeah. Because I'd been there 18 years. And the people who used to create roles for me, so, you know, often you know, I'd get a new role, which was fantastic. And, you know, they'd retired and I didn't feel anything new was going to come my way. Right. And everything was symmetrical. You see, if we had eight boys in a row, if I was the fourth, it would dip rather than look, sure. look odd or funny. Or yeah, peculiar. yeah. So all those did you find battles. that was? Di- did you find? Did you find being a bit smaller was difficult? Excuse forgetting, me. Forgetting Excuse me. <laughs> I've been a manic depressive all my life from it. I mean, it's, I mean, no, no. Quite frankly, I, I, sh- I, I shouldn't have started it if I didn't. Really? I thought I was good. You really? have to be five foot seven but to get into the course. But it is true. You can't get in. You wouldn't get in now. No, I, do, I don't know how I got in. Um, but I'm only five foot two. Yeah. And, you, and the required height is five foot seven at least, and that's considered small for a man. Yeah. And there are height restrictions. The thing about classical ballet is that it is so unjust and unfair. Yeah. Why do I say that? Well, you can be the best at what you do, and you can come first in all the exams, and you can feel elated that you are the best of your year, etc. Yeah. And then you don't grow. So mm. you're not going to get in any company in the world. I don't even qualify for a dwarf. I'm over four foot eight. <laughs> you have to be under four foot eight. Because I was going to do Snow White and all the seven dwarfs, you know. And the, but you were too tall. Well, my name is Sleepy. Yeah. Wake up grumpy. <laughs> seldom bashful. Yeah. <laughs> I am Doc because I've got two honorary degrees. Sure. <laughs> and the rest. So, so when you were... Um, how, old were you, how old were you when you started... Dancing. Dancing. Yeah. I think I danced out of the womb, basically. So I mean, from, from the just a baby, you know, I mean, music. It was music, just yeah. music. We but had nothing. We had nothing when I was born. Mm. I mean, we all shared a house and we all had a room on each floor of the house. In Plymouth, is that yes. right? Yeah. 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 So my auntie's on the first floor. My great-grandfather brought me up because my mother had to go and work in Fuller's Restaurant right. in 1948. Yeah. And um, she was a nurse in the war. 
And then she had to get a proper job. When you love her, a proper job like that. No, it's yeah. not a proper job, but she had me out of wedlock, you see. Oh, so wow. she was sort of thinking, well, she better not do the nursing because people had asked questions. And, yes. And it was a horrible thing in those days to be chastised for having a child out of wedlock, not like today so much. Yeah. And um, so she used to go to work, and my great-grandfather used to look after me. So I've always been wise, you see. I've never felt older than I was, you know. I feel like I was an elderly person all the time. Did you feel when you were younger that you were a lot older than your years? Um, well, I didn't realise that till later looking back. Yeah. I do feel that now, Do you yes. think that's because you, because of how the situation you were in when you were younger? Yes, I think so. I'm fending for myself a little you bit. You forced you to grow up a bit quicker. Yes, and also um, when people try and help me, I had a... I had a sort of chip on my shoulder. No, I'll do it myself. Really? I had to do everything myself. Do you still feel that way? Or yes. Well, way? I'd like other people to do it, but can <laughs> they? <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you're the same. Oh, you know, well. Could you have that? Da, 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 da? No, oh, you've got okay. to do it yourself. Yeah. Yes, I know. Anyway, so anyway. So dancing was like, so was, did, presumably growing up like that in Plymouth, dancing felt like a, a million miles away. Oh no, it was like a million miles from anything, but it was yeah. right in my kitchen, my lover. It was lovely. Because yeah. my great grandfather used to play the, the saucepan lids. With his long nails of his fingers. Chaka 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 Apparently, I'd wobble around the floor and be happy as Larry. Yeah. Yeah, and entertain everybody, apparently. So, you would have been, you would have fallen into the category of, of a performer who, who, you know, was a performer right from the beginning. Yes. I wanted to be on the stage, definitely. I don't know why. Yeah. But I saw a raised platform. Apparently, I don't remember it. I was three. Mm. And uh, there was a slightly raised platform at my Auntie Sybil's wedding. There was a church hall and we had the reception in a hall. Yeah. And there was a raised platform, you know, for a stage sort yeah. of situation. And I wobbled onto it and apparently entertained everybody there for about 10 minutes. Stand up. <laughs> stand up? I did 10 minutes stand up. Really? Well, I could walk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and just entertain them, just did stupid things, and they were yeah. laughing and crying with laughter. I mean, I just wanted to be an entertainer. So did all of your family, when you were younger, sort of think, oh, Wayne will end up in show business? Yes, my mother didn't want it, though. Really? Well, she would like me to have had, like I said earlier, a proper job, you know, sort of like be a doctor or something yeah. like that. Um, you know, the contrary life of an entertainer was frowned on a lot in those days, mm. but not so by the lower middle class, the lower class... Because yeah. um, that was a way out of your situation. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. And so it was, um, they said, you've got to put into something, stage school or something. Well, there were no stage schools at all. So there was only a dancing class you could go to in those mm. days. And so I was enrolled at the age of four or five at, at the little dance school in Plymouth. And I did... The, I played a soldier marching to rhythm and stuff. And I remember I could do it with my eyes closed. I felt so special. <laughs> and my mother had to make the uniform. You know, the parents always had to make the clothes. Yeah. Oh, my mother wasn't good at that sort of thing, you know. A lot of mothers were, you know, ready 10 years before, you know, because they said theatrical mums, you know, pushing their daughters forward. So, I, when, so when you were at the stage call, were all the other... It wasn't a stage school, it was dancing class, dancing, once a week. Dancing class, yeah. yeah. Were all the other um, children in the class from families that were much different to yours? A little bit more wealthy, I should think, yes. Yeah. And um, But they they knew what they were doing. We yeah. had no clue of any of it, you know. We didn't <laughs> yeah. have an aunt that had a child at a dance school. We had nobody at a dance school. Yeah. You know, it was completely alien to us. And I remember my mother had to make me a Busby hat. Yeah. And I had Busby, you know, the changing the guard routine or whatever it was. And I remember she got this piece of cardboard. I wasn't very happy with it, actually. And she put a bit of blackout <laughs> curtain in it from the wall. She has a blackout curtain left. So she put that as the black bit. Yes. And then she said um, something like, um, no, no, Wayne, don't go to the toilet. And well, if you do, it's on, there was no... Haven't she chain? I said, why? She said, it's round your neck. Because <laughs> she needed a chain around my neck. <laughs> so we just made do, you see. Yeah. 
And I just remember going on stage. It was the colour as well. The colour yeah. of everything. I think yeah. he was going into a magical world that wasn't my own. And it was just a, a, a sort of escape. Yeah, an instinct to escape. colour, music, lights. So did you ever... Performing, entertaining, yeah. making people laugh. I, was in, I just loved it all. And did you ever... Through your teenage years, think think of doing anything else, or was it always? I couldn't do anything else. Yeah. I've I got to my grade three in piano, yeah. but my father was on night duty, so every time I tried to practice, he said, "Shut up, your father's in bed." <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good excuse not to practice. You see, so I got yeah. very lazy. Yeah, and I finally used to go to my piano teacher, and she'd say, oh, God, just practice for half an hour, would you? Because yeah. I haven't done it. <laughs> so then how old... So what? at what age did you leave school? And, and leave school? Yeah. What school? What school, that's school, that's school you went to when you were a kid. Did you leave school at Oh, 16? no, we left... Oh, it's 16, very complicated, 18. all this. Oh, no, 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 no. It all, it all changed when I was 12. 12? Well, when I was... Well, we, I was born in Plymouth, and when I was... Five, my mother married my stepfather. Okay, yeah. And he had a sister up in Hartlepool in County Durham. Oh, wow. And she said, come up here, you'll be able to take in lodgers, you can have a you know, business. Yeah. Um, it's much cheaper, and it was. Yeah. Well, anyway, we got there. There was no call for lodgers at all. I think she just wanted him near her, because she had no yeah. family up there. Yeah. And so I went there when I was six. Then I went to the junior Baltic school. Then I got into the West Hartlepool Tech Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, very good. Rugby. Yeah. Man, myself. Yeah. I was hooker in the scrum. Where I was. Because I was small. Hartlepool's a pretty big. Um, Plymouth to Hartlepool's about yeah. as far as you can travel in the in England. I know. I mean, I love Hartlepool. The people are wonderful there. And it's called, it was called Hartlepool then, and West Hartlepool was the big part. Yeah. And now we're called the Headland. And we were on blue buses. Mm-hmm. And the West Hartley Portlands were on red buses, and we couldn't be seen dead to go on a red bus. Yeah. Even if I was late, I'd just get the blue bus. Okay. Yes, because we had our own corporation and everything, and our own mayor and whatever. You know, it's very tiny. So, place. how long were you, what, what age did you leave Hartlepool? Um, I won a scholarship um, to the Royal Ballet School when I was 12 out of 300 oh, wow. kids. Yeah. Well, that, I think it was about 180. So, you had to move to London? Yeah. On at, my own. At 12? Yeah. Well, I, I moved on. Um, I auditioned because I started... It's quite a similar to, um, to Billy Elliot, Well, it? Lee, <laughs> Lee Hall says he got a lot of it from my autobiography. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Well, I get three mentions of the show, so that shut me up. It's very... It's, it's <laughs> spookily similar, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, I think all boys' stories are the same, really. But I lived in County Durham. Nobody else did. And yeah. I'd written a book, which nobody else did. Yeah. And, um, you know, the thing where they, the letter comes to say he's got the audition, they yeah. put it on the tail for a treat, that's exactly what's in my book. Really? And my mother said, but I mean, you know, yeah. if you've got to steal, steal from the best. So, so <laughs> like in the story... Well, Lee, Lee Hall does say on the radio, and I was told this, that he based a lot of it on my biography because it was a boy getting into the Royal Ballet School when he was 12 years old. Yes. And that's what he based the story on. from County Durham. And I had a a stepfather rather than a mother who'd gone, but it was like the one-sided only. It was only one-sided in a way. And and also it was frowned on by kids and everybody because I went to dancing class. God, I wouldn't even mention the ballet. I didn't start ballet until I was about nine or ten. I'd never seen a ballet before I got in the Royal Ballet School. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I just wanted to be good at it. (laughs) Yeah. And when you came down to to here when you were 12, did you... Were you surrounded by children who were from very rich families? Oh, I don't know about that. No, I think, think in a way, you see, there's a lot of... This thing said wrong about that it's elitist. Mm. It's only the audience that are elitist. Okay. The people on stage are from all walks of life. Oh, you can okay. dance, you're going to get in. Don't you worry. Yeah. You know, if you're very good, it doesn't matter if you're lower working class, but they'll find the money for you if you're exceptional. Yes. And that's what they did for me. Yeah. So I won one of the two Levy Hume scholarships. Um, by four o'clock in the afternoon, there's only seven of us left. You know, out of 300 kids or something. Wow. I was number 13. Mm. Wow. And um, so we had to 
to a written test, blah, blah, blah. And they said, uh, right, now go home and tomorrow you will take your son to Great Ormond Street Hospital to have his wrist x-ray to see how tall he would probably grow. Because the wrist, I suppose, it really? develops. Really? Yes. Oh, you can do it. Oh, God, yeah. It's like um, joining the army or something, isn't it? It's worse. It's yeah. much more regimental and much more disciplined. So they have to dis- work out what... And you have to point your feet. ...what your predicted height will be. Yes, and it was between five foot two and five foot five. But, yes. fortunately for me and my mum, yeah. we had to catch the train back to Hartlepool because we had returned tickets and couldn't afford another one the next day. Yeah. And besides, we couldn't afford to stay in hotels. So you missed the medical. So we missed the medical. That's <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? That's great. God must so be possibly your whole sort of career based on that return. Lower working class. <laughs> that's great. It's fantastic, isn't Amazing. it? Amazing. Um, that's very cool. It's just cool. Um, so then I <laughs> went from the West Hartlepool Tech. I couldn't go in the rugby team because Saturday mornings I had a ballet class in Newcastle. I was okay. travelling all the time. I had two, three classes a week. So I'd go from Hartlepool. It took ages to get to Newcastle. Yeah. And I'd get back at home about nine or ten o'clock. Then I'd have to do my own work. Well, <laughs> and, um, you know, got reprimanded all the time for not never finishing anything, you know. And, um, and I had to give up rugby for the boys' team because I had a ballet class in Newcastle, yeah. which was free yeah. as well. So the ballet started to take pro- uh, sure. prominence. From, from quite a young age. Yes. And um, so I left the West Hartlepool Tech and went to live in Queen Victoria. Queen, sorry, I left the West Hartlepool Tech and went to live in Queen Victoria's Hunting Lodge in Richmond Park. Okay. <laughs> well, I knew which side before went. I wasn't worried <laughs> because my mother brought me up well. Sure, yeah. yeah so so, so then, so... I lived in the park. In the park. Oh, those deer rutting every autumn, really. <laughs> Could have kept me awake. Could have no, joking, joking, joking. So when you came to London, was that a sort of situation where you arrived and you just loved it and you never looked back? Well, I was pale, apparently, and all that bit. Yeah, but I was And I had to be a day boy at first, you know. There were five boys to 25 girls in each class. Yeah. We got away with murder. But, I mean, no, it was not that really. No, we didn't really, but... But now I'm glad to say it's fifty percent boys and fifty percent girls. Yeah, incredible. Do you do you still do work for the for the um, ballet school in London? I have a slight Is sort of discoloration about my career because when I was asked to join Cats and create Mister Mistopheles in Cats with Andrew Webber. Yes. A lot of people put their nose up at me and said I'd gone commercial. Really? So with that sort of label, mm. I'm not really asked to do much within the fraternity of the classical world. Really? Even though I was with the Royal Ballet for 18 years. Yeah. How old are you when, you, when that cat's day happened? I don't know. Um... <laughs> Was it just sort of dates and figures? Dates, <laughs> too many dates. <laughs> too many dates. <laughs> Darling, I'm 70, we'll an, never get through this. It's not an exam this way. No, it was... Um, so, 48, 58, 68, 78, 88, 98. Yeah. What am I doing? The, the, the date that when you were in Council oh. Angela. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> 48, 58. Yeah. 68, 78. 78. I'm two. 80. I'm not 80. 1980. 1980? <laughs> no, just do it again. 48, 58. Don't yeah. count the leap years. Mm-hmm. 48, 58, 68, 78, 88, 98. That's yeah. 50. 50, yeah. So you were, oh, no, it was... You were 50? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> 48, 58, 68, 78, 32. 32, okay. Yeah. <laughs> in my prime. And I did some, uh, before yeah. I came here to talk to you, oh, yeah. I did some uh, research, you'll be pleased to hear. Oh, why? And um, 
You, well, you can say it all then. <laughs> well, I just you you. Were... No, that's very polite of you to do that. It's very well. Polite. It's the least I can do, isn't it? Very you've got popular. you've got all your shows. You've got the got time for that. You've got so to much. write your own scripts. You've got to no. stand there in front of people and hope <laughs> they'll laugh. I mean, you've got to catch trains everywhere. Trains yeah. is the worst thing. That's yeah. the most difficult. Yeah. Yeah. But you were. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I've just, I've just, found, I've just seen a pair of leather shorts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're lederhosen. They're George's lederhosen. We're using it as a cushion at the moment. Okay. Because we just opened the office. And, I was just uh, trying to ask that question, but I just saw a pair of yeah, green leather yeah, shorts on the there chair. Yeah, um, they're real. They're from Austria. Yeah, I, I imagine they look. Pretty, I used to do it. Daddy, you're eating. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I need to do the yeah. Oh oh. Something like that. Um. But during the, I don't know, 70s, 80s, it must have been, yes. you, you were friends with some pretty incredible people. I mean, the first thing that came up when I put your name in was Freddie Mercury. Oh, yes. But that you, was later. How, how well did you know Freddie Mercury? Well, as well as I could, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't That's live amazing. in his house. <laughs> but, no, I mean, we, yes, no, I never rang him. Well, yes, I would ring him up occasionally, but he'd ring me as well. I mean, you could do, you know, you could do that. We were that close how, enough how, to um, ring. How did you meet Freddie Mercury? Now, he came, I can't really remember, but he came to the the ballet. He came to um, yeah. to see the ballet because he was really keen mm. on opera and ballet. Right. And I think what he wanted to do, and what he would surely have done if he'd lived longer, um, would have created music for ballets and maybe even an opera. I'm sure mm. he would have done that. And I was very interested in bringing in jazz music to the opera house. So I was doing it in the opposite way. Yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber had been to the Royal Academy of Music yeah. and had popularised his classical variations by doing Joseph and all the musicals. Yeah. So we were all in the same thought of way of mind. Yeah. And I suppose that's what made Fred and I get on so well. Yeah. And so he'd come to see so the performances to and, and other people. He'd invite back as well. And um, after the performance, he invited us all back. It was a weekend. We had a day off. We'd all go back to his place in Oscourt. Oscourt, court. Court. court, yeah. Number one lone place. I think that's it. Yeah. Mind you. Anyway, so, um, and he, he would then, and we'd just have a party. Well, not a party, a late night dinner. That's and right. we'd watch opera or something like that, or him or something like that. And he'd play piano and show me how he sort of created his music by being slightly different. And, and stuff. is this at like the height of Queen fame? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they hadn't done Just about Live Aid yet. Man in the country. They hadn't done Live Aid yet. That was a couple of years later. But I mean, yes, they were very famous. Of course they were. So they um, must have been but talking. I love the fact that he was so interested in what I was interested in bringing pop music, not pop music, but jazz, modern music into the opera house. Yeah. Which had never been done. No. It is now, but it wasn't then. Yeah. But also to have Freddie Mercury compose it, my goodness, what a coup. I well, remember they, they were trying to get him to do that at the time, or do you think... Do you think Who? Were, were the ballet interested in getting him involved, or...? What? I beg your pardon, they'd probably never heard of him. <laughs> no, that's unfair. Um, but the ballet world would have been fixed on just what they do. They didn't yeah. want change. Yeah, you know, or anything like that. Yeah. I remember once saying to one of the directors at the Opera House, I've got a friend called David Ockney, and if you're looking for a new sleeping beauty, he's just done Grimm's Fairy Tales, <laughs> and he's done something with Royal Court. Yeah. And the answer was, well, what's he done before? Right. And didn't ask him. Yeah. <laughs> then so, went so... on to create operas all over the world, with Guy and Bourne, Rates Brothers, and everything else, but yeah. they could have had him first. Never mind. And what was he... Um... You know, of someone who knew him on a personal level, what was he like as, you know... Off who? Freddie Mercury. Freddie. Off, just as a, as a guy. Okay, he... Freddie was just great. I mean, yeah. so generous. Yeah. I mean, all the best restaurants. And he'd get a thrill out of it, giving you a little bit of caviar. Have a little bit of caviar, Miss Sleep. You know, da 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 da, da. <laughs> Um, well, well, my name was Bridget the Midget. No, was that? Oh, no, yes. Bridget no, the was Sharon. Well, he didn't call me that. I, I, it was silly, silly names. So he would give you. He all was Melina Mercury, who was the great Greek um, actress. Yeah. Because his name's Freddie Mercury, Melina. Yeah. We used to call him Melina. 
And Rod Stewart had a gay name as well. I mean, not a gay name, a woman's name. We all had girly names. It was dark, but most men did. I mean, we all did in those days. It was just sort of... And the, these were sort of, you went out for dinner and, and things like that. Yes. Amazing. I would say, you know... Oh, my nickname in the Royal Valley was Wendy, for God knows. Well, because I was a bit like Peter Pan, I suppose, and Wendy. <laughs> I don't get it. But some it's names really were Billy very Elliot good. Really good nickname for you. Billy Elliot. Yeah. Silly idiot. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, no, but to get real, to get serious about this, yeah. I mean, he had, was on a mission. Yes. And he even got Wayne Eagling to choreograph from the Royal Valley, who was a choreographer, mm. um, to come and do his video. And he wore tights a lot, you know. Yeah. And I think, you know, he was really dedicated. And it would have happened. But um, we were all of the same ilk. Well, not all of us, but I was with him. And as, as Andrew Lloyd Webber was with mm. the West End. Yeah. Popularising classical music in the reverse. Yeah. And um, I put together a little show in 1980 called Dash. And because I was small, I got leaves of absence a lot because if the ballets were all to do with the right heights and asymmetric and all to do with patterns, mm. obviously I wasn't going to be used because... Yeah. It, it, you, the look was the thing. Sure. And so I'd say, well, I've got my march on. Um, can I have a couple of months off? I said, why? I said, well, I've just been offered to, to do the area in the Tempest in the open air in Regent's Park, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Because um, I was really keen on acting and stuff, so I learned how to act a bit, you know. Yeah. And then I did She Stoops to Conquer on the radio. Judy Dench was in it. I was so daring, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. <laughs> And uh, she was very kind, though, I think. I think it was kind she was, yes, that's it. Was that <laughs> very kind. very nice to work with? She was yeah. lovely. Yeah. She wore a pair of ballet shoes for the read-through, because we were all so nervous for the read-through. Yeah. And she was crossed her legs and had a pair of point shoes on, and looked at me, winked, and put them away. Nobody else saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make me feel at home. That's great. It's great. And um, so then I did that. Then I, oh, I did Winnie the Pooh at the Phoenix Theatre. Yeah. And because over Christmas, I played Tigger. Yeah. Uh, I had to read the book, I'd never heard of it. <laughs> I was brought up with um, Rupert Bear. Yeah. And Noddy, <laughs> which was probably barred from most schools <laughs> in those days. <laughs> I mean, it's when so I went to do the tales of Beatrice Potter, I'd never heard of Squirrel Nutkin. Yeah. <laughs> which I played. You know, I just sort that of. That sounds know, like one of Freddie Mercury's nicknames. It was an education. Squirrel Nut Kingdom. No, Sir Frederick Ashton, who <laughs> choreographed it, called me Nutkin Skyer. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, There's I a mean, huge amount of diversity in the sort of shows you've done, isn't there? Yeah. It's definitely not been, you know, one. You've definitely not done the same thing for your whole career, have you? No, I was changing. Yeah. I didn't play safe, really. But anyway, so um, I put together this show because I had done contemporary classes. When I was a student, if you did contemporary dance, modern dance, yeah. you would get suspended for a week if they found out. Really? Yeah, well, now everybody has to do it and you have to have contemporaries all joined together, but then they were also separate, you see. Yeah. That's why I was ridiculed for going off and doing things like that. <laughs> so I could act, I could dance, I could sing a bit, mm. and went to the poo, that was Cameron's first production, I think. Yeah. And I remember on a Saturday I found it a bit daunting because I didn't tell them. Yeah. I said, yes, so I do at 11.30 at the Phoenix Theatre, run across and do Cinderella the Ballet at the Opera House, then do a 4.30 at the Phoenix wow. in Winnie the Pooh, and then do a 7.30 back at the Opera House on a Saturday. Well, I read that all these people like Little Titch had done it. They'd opened in the old Vic. Yeah. And they'd travel across the river to close at the... Pavilion or something. Yeah, yeah. Then they go up to Saddler's Wells to open this second act, and God knows where they ended up. Well, it's a bit similar to stand up. I mean, on Fridays yeah. and Saturday nights in London, oh, yes. well, you, you can do? easily do go you know, four or five gigs. Do you? Easily. Yeah. You see how fabulous. So you can do the comedy store early show, yes. and then you can go and do, you know, sort of the banana cabaret in Ballum, yeah. come back for the late show at the comedy store, then you can go and do. A club around the corner. You could easily do four or five shows on a Saturday. Really? People do it. Yeah. It's great. And it's exciting as well. When, you know, when you, it's a Saturday night and you're in the West End, you know, doing four or five shows. Fantastic. more exciting you than that. greedy thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love yeah, all that. It's, it's like the old musical. That's how it was. But of course, if you do something on TV, that's it. 
Yes. You've got to write new material. Yeah. Is that true? You do have to. Yeah, I, I think mean, some so. people repeat bits, but we love all that. Well, we love it's the like a, It's sort of an unwritten rule. I mean, you can... <clears throat> people do break it, but generally speaking, I think if you've done something on TV, you shouldn't really be doing it. Because you don't want people to see you on TV and go, oh, we'll go and watch him, and then they come and see you and you do exactly what they've seen. Oh, you can't do exactly, I suppose. So oh, no, I understand what you said. they can't watch yes. you live. And, and yeah, but in the old days, there wasn't television, is what I mean, so you could have one app forever, couldn't oh, you? Well, like Morecambe and White famously just had an hour of material and they toured it for, like, you know, 20 years or something. Did they? Yeah. But, that, well, that's because it wasn't on TV, wasn't Yeah, it? but they, didn't, they never did it on TV. Ah, they I just, see. They had a touring show that so, they did. Oh, I see, right. For Clever. 20 years or something. Yeah. Oh. I've never changed I would it. get very bored of doing so that. So would I. I. I like to get rid of things and change yeah, things. Right. Well, um, I, um, I think it's a bit, though, like a catchphrase or something. If There are jokes that people want you to do. Yeah, I think if you had one of those jokes a that have become one. massive. Yes. Like, I've been at they, shows... They'd have to do it. They'd, they'd love it to see it. It's like Cliff if he didn't sing his yeah, I hit records or yeah. Elton or... And, like... You know, me in my tiny way, if I didn't do my Charlie Chaplin or something like that. Yeah, I haven't seen your Charlie Chaplin. No, <laughs> but I still do the Charlie Chaplin, but I don't do the Olga Corbett anymore. That's how I started. Right. This is why they said I was vulgar and disgusting. <laughs> um, because it within, in, um, I could tap by this time, tap, jazz, ballet and contemporary. I could do all four Yeah. at, at the right level, mm. qualifying. So I'd get the best jazz dancer I could, the best tap dancer, yeah, the best ballet dancer and the best contemporary dancer. Yes. And there'd be four others who'd yeah. have to simulate each style yeah. and learn it. Like the girl from contemporary cried on the first day. She said, I'll never get this tap dancing stuff. Yeah. I said, don't worry, just keep going. Just simulate the moves. So then I'd take the taps off the bottom so she couldn't make a noise. <laughs> And then just before the end of the tour, after 12 weeks, without her knowing, I um, screw them back on yeah. and I tell the rest of the cast to just don't move. And there she was <laughs> tapping away and she cried again with delight. What's the, I mean, this is a very broad question, but, mm. what, but what do you think is the most difficult, as someone who knows nothing about it, what's the most difficult type of dance to learn? Classical ballet. Yeah. Because it's unfair. You have to be the right shape, neck, the shoulders mustn't be square, yeah. you have the sloping back, you have to have fairly long legs, all or all in proportion, exactly. So there's a lot of things you, you can't, can't have control. a loose back too loose. Yeah. You can't oh it's it's a nightmare. It's it's, it's insane. Yeah. I mean in your sell by days you're thirty five. Yeah, it's like a it's like you know, football, it's like yeah. sport. Well, it's yeah. a sport really. Yeah. Yes, yeah. football, eh? It's ballet. And do you have that thing? I mean there's like an old um sort of a myth about ballet dancers' feet. Do you get, does it really damage your feet? Well, it damages the boys more than the girls in a funny way because yeah. there is another myth that men go on their toes. Yeah. What a load of rubbish. I mean, in some <laughs> ballets, they might do it for some effect. Yeah. But of course we don't. We've never gone on our toes. So what that mean? That just means... We spin on the ball of our foot. Okay, yeah. On the rise. But you see, that is gives you more injury... Then the whole of the foot, because right. you've got the whole of the foot on point, mm. but you've only got that joint, you know, yeah. that, and your big toe joint goes. Do you want to see my big toe joint? <laughs> <laughs> what happens? Has it happened to your toe? Do you want to feel it? Well, what's happened to it? No, I'm not showing it. No, you don't. Well, just touch the, there. Look, touch there. Mm. Oh, wow. Isn't that horrid? Yeah. See, look, that one doesn't have it. That's not as bad, you see. Look at that one. It's awful. That's what happens. So, so I need one shoe bigger than the other. (laughs) Wow. But then you can have an operation to um, get that big nodule out. Like like they're greater. Oh, God, it's huge, isn't it? And it's going to get worse. Like a bunion, isn't it? But it's awful. And it's... Can give you such pain, yeah. but girls don't have that. Yeah. Mind you, they've got crooked, gnarled toes. They've got ugly toes. Men's toes <laughs> are prettier than women's toes because they've been they, they've been bleeding all their lives. They've got calluses everywhere. Sure, yeah. Stuff nice. like that's not nice. Not nice. I mean, you bleed. They bleed all the time, and they have to bang their shoes, you know, on yeah, the concrete do that, yeah. to soften them to the right thing. And they, some wear one shoe for this performance, then another one. So ballet is definitely the, the most difficult type of Yeah, and the least paid. You have a wonderful life. 
I suppose there's a reason why they don't do it as one of the weeks on Strictly Come Dancing, do they? <laughs> ballet week. Well, it doesn't... You know, it would just take so long to get right. Yeah, ballet, ballet decade. Well, they don't do tap either, do they? No. no. They, they do ballroom. Do... They do ballroom. Have you ever had anything to do with Strictly? No. no. I wouldn't have minded, but you never invited. You should be one of the never asked. Or one of the judges. Who knows? <laughs> never asked. Never mind. The other person that came up when I... Um, you know, when I was mm. reading about mm. Freddie Mercury and all mm. this stuff, was um, Princess Diana. Mm. How close were you with Princess Diana? How, how did you meet her? Well, we were as close as friends could be, really. Yeah. Um, I didn't know her before I met her, did I? Well, nobody knows anybody before they meet them. That's <laughs> stupid thing. You so. must have been aware of who she was. Of course I was. Yeah. I've read the newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not in a cell in the opera house. You know, I know they don't know a lot about the outside world, sure. I must say. <laughs> it is cocooned, but I think we know our royals. So, um, but what I mean by that is, when you met her, was she a royal already when you met her? You didn't meet her before? No, 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 not okay. No, I mean, it was... Oh. Well, the royals, I mean, well, the royals are our president. Yes. And, you know, the Royal Opera House and the Royal Ballet, you know, they're our mm. bosses, really, you know, and if it wasn't for them giving us a Royal Charter to help us through, you know. So I mean, she came to watch a show, did she? No, she'd already done all that, I think. Well, right. she knew who I was, anyway. Of course she did. And she wrote to... No, she got in touch with my manager, George, who owns this on this. Who yeah, owns this building? Yeah. Whose well, leather the shorts these are? These were his leather shorts, yeah. yes. He's Scottish. Exactly. He must have forgotten the train to somewhere. He landed in Austria. Never mind. So, uh, we, <laughs> so, uh, where, 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 oh, yes. So um, she, she emailed George. No, no, she got in touch. Probably I don't really think there were emails in those emails, days, were there? <laughs> she sent over. I think it was a fax machine. Carry a that. pigeon to George. No. Yeah, carry a pigeon. Bring back the carry pigeon, I say. <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> Anyway, so she said, Wood Wayne, I was already on tour with Dash. I'd just done Cats as Mr. Mistopheles. Yes. The next year I did Song and Dance at the Palace for a year, which ran three years. It's only meant to run 12 weeks. Um, then I was doing Dash and I did two weeks at Silas as well, totally sold out. See, I wrote to 15 theatres. <laughs> And only two would accept a dance show because they said dance wouldn't make any money. Right. In that. So um, <laughs> it was the King's Theatre, Edinburgh and Chichester Festival Theatre. Yes. And I was at Chichester Festival Theatre and after the first night, the Times came to review it and he hated me, this guy from the Times. Mm. And I thought, well, that's it. We're never, it's never going anywhere because he's going to give it a bad review. Yeah. Anyway, he gave it the most amazing review I've ever read. And Bob Fosse's show was on around the corner. He said it was better than that and better than this. Anyway, <laughs> the theatres couldn't wait to grab hold of my show by then. Yeah. So that Christmas I did, I did a tour. Yeah. 12 weeks. Then I did the Sadler's Wells Theatre for two and a half weeks. Then amazing, I did... Amazing memory. Yeah, well, it's my life. <laughs> yeah, but the you Apollo remember Vic... exactly how many weeks well, you Well, you would, with the accolations you got and the money you got and the four <laughs> houses you got. I mean, you haven't got a lot to remember at the moment, would you, really, dear? You know. No, it's a good point. And the queues... You've got rest. And the queues around the corner for the matinee was 45 minutes because in those wow. days you could get a ticket you'd buy in Harrods or somewhere. Yeah. But then you had to take your voucher and change it for an actual seat. Yeah. For, for the seat ticket. Yeah, wow. So it would all have to be changed at the box office. They thought it would mm. be empty. Mm. There was a queue around the block. <laughs> There was so hand clapping and all that. Isn't it? Amazing. I know, it's lovely. Yeah. And um, so then in April that year, I did, <coughs> I did um, eight weeks, and I think I extended for two at the Apollo Vittoria, which is only seats about two and a half thousand, doesn't it? Yeah. Three thousand. So. Yeah, so I did ten weeks there. And then that Christmas, I did the Dominion for six weeks. Are there any theatres in the West that you haven't performed at? Yes, there are. Which ones? I don't know. Um, right, okay, I haven't done the vaudeville. Yeah. I've done the Savoy, I've done the Palladium, I've done um, the Coliseum, I've done yeah. the Opera House, I've done Drury Lane, I've done... What, what else is there? Um, the Wyndham Theatre. The Wyndhams, no, haven't done the Wyndhams. I've done the Duke of York. I've done, yeah. I haven't done the Garrick, three. Yeah, Noel um, Howard. 
Have you done that? No, he was there at the time, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, the no cow was called something else. It was oh, called okay. the Queen's Theatre. Oh, Should have done that, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> They're changing all the time. Yeah. Um, I haven't... I have done the new theatre, which is now the Aubrey Theatre. Well, yeah. I worked there as a dresser, so that'll do. Okay. And uh, <laughs> when I was a student. And then I've done the new London... I've done the lyric for Gardas. I've done most of them things. <laughs> then let's go up a bit. Then anything else right here? Um, there must be tons of places. I, I didn't do the Whitehall. Right. <laughs> oh, what about the. I've the done the Overick. Haymarket, Theatre Royal. Yes, on the Haymarket. <laughs> Terrible rake. Yeah. Um, done the His Majesty's, opposite, with Fancy yeah. on. Albert Hall? Oh, yes. <laughs> Silly question. I couldn't find the front. It's all in the round. Every time I spun, I face the back. <laughs> so, which, so, which, so, there we are. so which one was it that Diana came to? Well, she came to lots of them. She used to come to the Royal Ballet when I was there, okay. you see. And then you sort of... And I don't know what else she saw. But, she, but sorry, yes, I digress. So, so she phoned George, or they phoned George, and said, would Wayne... She wants to keep fit and all that, but rather than go to the gym, she wants to actually have dance lessons. She wants him to teach her ballet and jazz. Because I could do them all, you see. Yeah. She didn't do all ballet. She didn't want to do all jazz. So I could do a bit of ballet, a bit of jazz, a bit of tap, whatever. So you were and I was the only one who could do it. Diana's personal Because I was qualified and all that. Well, I could Princess Diana Zumba. No, I was a personal choreographer, actually. <laughs> because uh, she wanted to meet... So I sent my ballet mistress, who looks after the show... Because yeah. we had to have eyes every night out there making sure in the right lines and all that. Yeah. You need that when you're dancing and all that. Do you have somebody out front sort of saying pause on that line longer? Not or really, no. no. Do you mean like a director? Yeah. No, like um, somebody there every night to just no, no, give you... No, no. Well, we have to because it's eight of us. Yeah. And if we get out of line a bit, it can happen on a tour. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we have to have eyes. And we've always got notes the next day about this and that. And yeah. You know, and I'm still choreographing usually on the road to get it yeah. right for London. Yeah. And um, so I sent my dance captain, that's what she does, to London once a week to um, teach Diana jazz and ballet. And, and she loved on. it. She loved it. And then she came up with an idea and she said, I want to meet Wayne. And so on my day off, I trolled along to where she was... Um, <laughs> You know, in a little studio, and there she was with the leg warmers and leotard and tights and a little yeah. headband. Yeah. I said, hello. <laughs> and um, I, th- I remember thinking, what a beautiful woman she was, and uh, how how shy, in a way, she had. Really? Yes. And at that time, I was being very careful, and uh, she said, I've got an idea, Mr. Sleep. Um, I'd like to dance with you at Covent Garden this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh my goodness, she's so tall, it's going to be hysterical. <laughs> yeah. Laughing. And uh, I said, oh yes. She said, I've got the music organised, and we know what we're going to do it to. We're going to do it to Billy Joel's Uptown Girl. So she was my Uptown Girl, so I looked at her and I said, but you know, our heights are just going to make them hysterical laughter, you know. Yeah. Said, so what? I'll wear my flatties. And I thought, what? <laughs> so then I realised she had a sense of humour, it was all banter. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought, yes, we could do it tongue-in-cheek. So you and so Diana I decided we could. Uh, uh, we danced. We danced Covent Garden for a two and a half. Is it thousand. in 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 the theatre? Which that was it? No, no, it was in the piazza. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was in, it was in the theatre. It's called Covent Garden. It's called the Royal Opera. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but we called it Covent Garden. And um, every Christmas, you see, to thank the friends of Covent Garden for all their donations for helping keep it going. Yeah. We give a special party where we used to. It's not done anymore. Mm. Um, party for the members of the Friends. Yeah. And there's thousands of them. And they get a free dinner. I know yeah. they have to pay for a ticket, but they get a dinner. And we do a silly cabaret. Yeah. Like the ballerinas will do a kick line, you know, sort of like the Moulin Rouge or something. <laughs> and I will sing a bit of opera. And then one of the opera stars will get in a tutu as a man and do a bit of Swan Lake. And so, you know, yeah. and then serious numbers as well. So, you know, it's quite the place to do it. And, um, 
the year before Princess Margaret had walked on and walked off in something, you know, <laughs> and Prince Charles had done something there. Yeah. I remember what Prince Charles did. He did, I am the Pirate King, you know, and George said, oh, um, Prince Charles, may I ask what you're going to give us tonight? And he said, I am the Pirate King. <laughs> and, he, and George said, a bit premature. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he minded. They all have a good sense of humour. Sounds like a sort of end of school. Yes, it's like, end of school part. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The headmaster gives a speak at, speech. Yes, at and end. you all have to audition for it and stuff. That's yeah, that's exactly what it's like. I remember that. Do you remember the um, the, at the big concert outside Buckingham Palace, the Jubilee concert? Oh yes. And yes. at the end of it, when Prince Charles <laughs> gave like a thank you speech to everyone, uh-huh. and it felt like the end of. Like the school term or something. Oh, like right, did it? The whole country. Oh, lovely. And he was like, oh, I just want to thank all the performers. What a fantastic Oh, yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, lovely. Yeah. It just felt really, it just That's felt really nice. It I felt like, like it, I like school, it, like. yeah. Well, yeah. That's what. That's when they started, stopped bullying me at, um, in West Hartlepool, West Hartlepool Tech because I got bullied a lot for being a dancer mm. and all that and, you know, jibes and things and I just yeah. had to take it, basically. And, um, but I auditioned for the Christmas concert um, when I was um, 11 or 12, 11, because it's the first year, but you had to audition. So I auditioned with my sailor's hornpipe from grade two of the Royal Academy of Dance. (laughs) Anyway, they let me do it. (laughs) And then all, there's about 300 there, there was all the boys' school and the girls' college came. Because we were all separate normally. And the girls were there and everything else. And so I did, did you do, did you do? Well, it got an ovation. I had to do it again. Wow. Yeah, I got an encore. And I had to do it again. Blew out of water. It was only simple, as a thing. And um, from then on, I became the school mascot. Here, Sleepy. My name was Sleepy. Yeah. Here, Sleepy, do the splits. Quick, now. And then yeah. rush me into the toilet. I'd do the splits and then go away happy. <laughs> Gosh, it was good practice, I suppose. But, um, you know, when I, I was on stage, because I was in the choir. Yeah. And there was about ten of us in the choir, so... We're on stage behind the headmaster for morning prayers yeah. in the assembly hall. Yeah. And uh, and, sitting, and when I came on in my first pair of long trousers, all boys stood up and Sleepy's wearing long trousers, yay! <laughs> <laughs> so it quite turned to my favour, all this dancing suddenly, from the Christmas concert. That's amazing. And then they announced that I got into the Royal Ballet School as well, you know, when I was 12. And yeah. what were people at the school... I don't know what it was. Or do they not know? What? Well, the kids, I mean, they're just, you know, we were just fighting in the yard usually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we didn't talk about it at all. Yeah. I suppose there was a little bit of that, but I don't think people really knew what it was. I mean, right. nobody's seen a ballet or anything. Yeah. I mean, I did see a bit of ballet, but we could only see Act One because the last train was 8.30 back from Newcastle to Hartlepool. <laughs> <laughs> it used to take it took us eight hours to, to get a train from Hartlepool to London eight hours yeah about seven eight hours and we sat up all night but coming down for the audition we had a sleeper so I could sleep but going back we had to sit up because we couldn't afford it I did I did a show at the Hartlepool um, town hall was that what it yeah, was yeah that was it that was, was our that was our um well, it's a small old, isn't yeah, it? Really yeah, old. But that was attached to the West Hartlepool Tech, right, oh, which right. is now a police station or yeah, something. Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I nearly got arrested outside there. Because <laughs> so I was great. in a baby grow, three in the morning. I said, oh, we're going past my old school, just going to nip out and get it. And somebody came around, morning, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, because they changed it to reason. That's where I did my hornpipe. That's amazing. That's and really... you appeared there. Yeah, yeah fantastic. About a, year, a year and a half ago. There you are. It's, such a, it's a really nice theatre. It's sweet. And the audience were amazing. Well, so was mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the boys. That's where we did morning prayers. Right. So there we are. We joined at the hip. Just one lived together. And the... Oh, well, yeah. Maybe yeah. in this room. Yeah. Well, there's a bed in the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Just... We, we, we've sort of run out of time, but... Um, Have we? But do you think that you will, I mean, I think I probably know the answer to this, but will you keep working and performing? Oh, yes. You will never stop. I don't want to stop. What's the point? Yeah. I've tried retiring. Yeah. Staring at a bit of water in a pond or in your house and yeah, in yeah. Montbeir or something. <laughs> God, it's driving me crazy. Yeah. No. And you still get just as much. Thrill. Well, I, I have to work. I have no money. <laughs> <laughs> I need pocket money. 
But do you, but you still get just as much of a thrill from performing. What I do is I do I do workshops. I go out and yeah. I'll get a few schools in the area around Leeds or something, and I'll find a central hall somewhere. Yeah. And they all come for the day. Yeah. They can do junior jazz or junior ballet or yeah. senior jazz or senior ballet. Yeah. But what I do is I create a role for them. Yeah. That they perform to their families mm. at the end of the class. Nice. So they've got some inspiration to take home with them. Nice. And I make it amusing, but I make it... I mean, you can't teach kids how to dance in mm. one hour. So that I don't do that. Everybody's welcome. They've got to be certain grades, you know, in the different classes. But yeah. I do it like a regiment. Yeah. You know, they're all in line. And... Um, but I teach them something and then I make them, sometimes I make them make up the end of the piece and stuff like that. Uh -huh. And they're so thrilled by yeah. the end of it. It's a day of inspiration, so I do that. I'm going to Vegas to do it as well. Spences only. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Vegas at the end what, of What are they called, these, these classes? Are they called? What, mine? Yeah. Wayne Sleep Workshops. Wayne Sleep Workshops. Yeah. I like that. And um, I have my foundation, which is the Wayne Sleep Foundation, which yeah. is a charity. Yeah. And I raise money for that. And how that happened was a year after Diana died, um, they were still asking for interviews, the papers, on what she was like on the anniversary of her death. I said, I can't do it anymore, that's it. Yeah. Da, da, da. Yeah. And... Um, they said, oh, we'll pay you. And I thought, oh, how much? <laughs> no, not wanting money for myself, not like the others. Um, and so they said a certain sum. I thought, well, I get all these letters from parents saying their kid has got a vocational place, but they can't afford to live there because yeah. they have to leave home a lot. So yeah. I started that, and then I did galas and fundraisers and things like that. Yeah. And went to the jungle, got 88,000 for my charity. Yes. yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I did the chase. I got three, four thousand for that. So all we that won. money goes towards the family. Well, you know, so any, you know, your yeah. designated charity of these shows. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. And we get a few quid as well. And, uh, and if you win, you get the money, and it goes to my charity. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's for board and lodgings, yeah. for a three year period. So if they've left home, sometimes it would be like the second year. The college will normally get in touch with me. I can't do individuals asking for money. Yeah. It has to come through the vocational college, yeah. and it could be acting, dancing, singing, music, arts, writing, anything. Yeah. And it's all, we've got a very broad spectrum to help people who are in such bad ways that they are going to be taken from the school because their father's fallen ill and they say, son, you're on your own. But they can work in the evenings, but now you have to have a degree in dance mm. because it's, the money comes from the education yeah. department. Yeah. So all these people are getting degrees in dance and never set foot on a stage. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It is amazing. It's I'm not allowed to teach. I don't have a degree. A degree. I've got three honorary degrees. Yeah. Honorary doctorate, is that right? Yes, I'm Doctor, deliterate. Doctor Slim. I'm deliterate from Exeter. <laughs> no, I'm de I'm de no, I love it. I'm so thrilled. To be honoured, I've been honoured from people outside my establishment, not from people yeah. inside it. Thank you so much for um, talking to me. Oh, that's all right. It was really fun. I adore you. <laughs> I like you, and, and you made me laugh. I looked you up on... <laughs> YouTube or something. Oh, yeah. Yes, you were very good. Thank you, Mike. You're only 80% gay. We'll see to that. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, and a big thank you to you for listening. I really appreciate it. If you if you enjoy the show, please subscribe on uh, on iTunes. Give it five stars because I think that makes a big difference. And also tell your friends uh, about it. But we'll be back next week with another brilliant guest uh, from the world of entertainment. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.